Good evening, everybody. How we doing? How we doing? I hope we doing good on this fine dandy. It's Monday. It's Monday. I don't know what day it is. It's just Monday. We are going to pull up the developer update and we're going to talk about it because I'm really freaking excited already. I watched Dowsie's video. It was so good. You know, it's not every day that both of your killer mains get buffed. Both of them. Both of my killer mains are getting buffed. Nothing is going to rain on my parade tonight. Literally nothing. So we're going to talk about this because this this is just part two of the mid-chapter development update. I'm going to read it to you guys. And we're going to have a discussion and, you know talk about what we like, what we don't like, that sort of thing. As long as y'all can keep it civil, I'm willing to discuss anything in this game with you. All right. Back so soon. Welcome to the developer update, a series of posts detailing some of the upcoming changes to Dead by Daylight. Previously, we went through a ton of changes and we've just got just as much in store today. So, right off the bat, we got killer updates, and the first one is Deathslinger. And they have kept an eye on Deathslinger since its release last year, and they have a smooth, smooth, a smooth, a few small changes aimed at him. Currently, there is no delay between aiming down sights and being able to fire your weapon. Likewise, there is no delay between canceling your shot and going for a basic attack. This creates a lose-lose situation for the survivor where there is nothing they can realistically do to avoid getting hit. For example, if they vault a window, you can easily aim down your sights and fire without giving them a chance to dodge your shot. But if they decide not to vault the window, you can easily cancel your shot and hit them with a basic attack instead. Additionally, since there's almost no delay, the survivor must constantly dodge and run erratically just in case the killer decides to shoot. With that in mind, we've made of the following changes. You can no longer shoot until you have fully aimed down your sights. They have increased the delay after canceling your shot before you can start a basic attack. And they decrease the movement speed penalty while aiming down the sights. Since the Deathslinger would spend more time aiming down his sights than before if you quickly aimed and fired, we felt it was only fair to increase his movement speed while aiming down sights to compensate. This will cause you to lose less ground while aiming and keep up with the survivor a little longer. Last but not least, we've decreased the Deathslinger's tear radius to 32 meters. And like usual, we've also gone through the Deathslinger's add-ons and given small buffs to the least used slash powerful ones. The one that I'm most excited for. The Plague! My killer main, literally since I started playing this game. I, I love her, but she frustrates me so bad. Because there's just... She, like, she has these things. I don't really know what, how to explain it, but, like, her hitbox is kind of weird. So after playing her for, like, maybe 10 games in a row, you get really frustrated. And I'm really glad that they're finally showing some love to her. The plague has been in the game for a while now and hasn't seen a whole lot of change, but that ends today. We're making a series of quality of life changes to make her more effective and fun to play. First, we looked at infected objects. Previously, interacting with something would cause your infection to increase faster. We're adding an additional penalty to interacting with something that is currently infected, meaning your infection will increase even faster than before. 
Additionally, we've increased the base infection duration on objects. Next, we turn to her vial purge. The purge takes a massive hit to her movement speed when she is on cooldown. After purging or canceling her purge, we've increased the movement speed to 2.3 meters while on cooldown to 3.6. This will cause her to lose meters. far less ground when she does so. One of the things that felt really bad for the killer was when you let... When you let... When you let go... Wait, what? <laughs> One of the things that felt really bad for the killer was when you let get of your power button a little too soon. There's a typo there, behavior. Just so you know. Causing your power to be canceled entirely. Now, tapping the button or letting go of the minimum threshold will cause your power to continue charging until the minimum amount has been reached. Basically, it works like the Huntress Hatchet. If you go and tap her M2 button, it's going to do a little bit of puke. Finally, we increase the time it takes to cleanse out a fountain from 6 seconds to 8 seconds. Like the other killers that are changing this update, we revisited the Plague's add-ons as well and did a complete pass on some of the less powerful or rarely used ones. So it sounds like she's going to have kind of a meme add-on, and that is the Prayer Tablet Fragment. A fragmented stone tablet with a corrupted incarnation originally used to purge illnesses, and fillings of general mal malinase. Vile purge no longer affects survivors. Increases object infection duration by 40 seconds. Increased infection from infected objects by 100%. Increases devious blood points by 100%. Basically means she can earn double blood points by only infecting survivors through objects and not through her vomit. So if, if you don't puke on anything, and you run that add-on, they will never be infected. <laughs> it's it's a meme. It's a meme. But I like to puke on things anyways. Like, I always puke on a gen at the start of the game anyways. So, I think it'll be fun. And the Olibanum Incense. Precious resin instructed from... Extracted, wow. From Boswellia trees? Used during ceremonies to their sweet citrusy fragrance. Survivors who cleanse that fountains will have their auras revealed for four seconds. I'm going to run that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an amazing add-on for her. I will probably run that a lot. Uh, now we got the survivor item add-ons update, which, like I said earlier, I watched Dowsie's video. I'm a little shook over one of them, and I think you guys will know which one it is once I read it. And the perk updates are Windows of Opportunity, which is one of my favorite perks in this game. And much like Zanshin Tactics, we're removing the cooldown from the perk entirely. We're increasing the range to 24, 28, and 32 meters. And, oh, okay, they, all they said was, as well, go away, cooldown, we don't want you here. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Repressed Alliance. Repressed Alliance has the potential to serve, save a good chunk of progress when timed well, but due to the high requirements for the perk to activate, it can often not be ready by the time you need it. With that said, we've reduced the time required to activate the perk to 55, 50, and 45 seconds. We're probably about to see a lot of that in games. Built to last. This perk shipped with a fairly safe number to make sure it didn't get out of hand. But that ended up making it a pretty unpopular choice. 
we've reworked it to be far more effective at what it's meant to do. Hiding in a locker for 14, 13, or 12 seconds with a depleted item in your hand will cause it to refill to 99% of its charges. Each use of Built the Last reduced the numbers of charges by 33%. What the hell? Just, <laughs> you know. Okay, so instantly when I heard him talking about that, and all that was running through my head was brand new part. And then the commodious toolbox. Like that, what? I mean, I know you only can use brand new part on one gen, but they're going to bring that in and they're probably going to bring it in with a commodious toolbox and then something to add to the charges of that. So they can get like the maximum use out How of their toolbox. How does it work? Toolbox. Every time you use it, it reduces the charges by 33%? Yeah. Like that 99. perk right there is going to be in every survivor's new meta build. I just have a feeling. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> Any means necessarily. Necessarily. Yeah, so it would be it would go from ninety nine percent to sixty six percent to thirty three percent. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but if you had a commodious with a fucking water spool, and yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the counter is you. The time you spend getting off the gen to go recharge your toolbox in the locker is probably going to make it not as viable as you would think. Yeah. And as far as med kits and flashlights go, though, that's going to be really good. I mean, I can see people built like putting built to last with like flashbang and quick and quiet and head on. That'd be insane. Your mid chase was a survivor. They just jump in the locker and then I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting, that's for sure. And then they changed any means necessary, which this is something that I've kind of have been wanting them to do for a while with this perk anyway. So I'm really glad that they finally did it. Previously, we reduced the cooldown of any means necessary and saw more people start to use it. It's still not quite where we'd like it to be, so we added an aura reading effect on the all drop palettes. This way, as soon as it's ready, you'll know exactly where you can use it. I want to scroll back up for a second, and I want to talk about windows of opportunity. Lockers are also a window of opportunity, especially if you run head-on. Why is there not a perk to see the auras of lockers yet? Why is that not a thing? I wonder, I mean, I don't think that they'll, they're even watching this to, you know, say, say anything about that, but are we going to get a perk like that? That's what I wonder. Okay, and then they changed No Mither. And No Mither allows you to trade a health state for other bonuses, but these bonuses aren't strong enough to warrant using the perks. We've increased the Grunts of Pain reduction to 25, 50, and 75%. Additionally, we added a 15, 20, 25% increase to recovery speed while in the dying state. Side note, yes, we know a lot of you use this perk as a sort of hard mode. We're not looking to completely get rid of that, as silly as it may be. And now, Mindbreaker or Fearmonger. This is a simple one. Survivors who are working on a generator will now suffer the blindness in addition to exhaustion. This will cause the perk to not only prevent the use of exhaustion perks, but also any aura reading that the survivor may have. 
So that's going to be scary against my bond. Okay, now on to the hatch and the keys. The hatch and the keys, by extension, have been very content, contentious, contentious. Hi, just me struggling over words. Topics. Leading to some heated debates. We have some changes incoming to make them a little fairer. First, the hatch will no longer spawn if there is more than one survivor in the trial. This means you'll, ha you'll never have to worry about the last three survivors vanishing when there's still one generator left. Additionally, the hatch will now take a few seconds to open with a key once it's closed. Progress does not re reset when the survivor cancels the interaction. This eliminates the problem where a survivor can simply sprint straight at the hatch and instantly open it and escape. With that said, these changes will make the where did they go achievement impossible to obtain. So we've changed to escape through the hatch using a key. And it's about dang time. This like I'm really excited. I didn't think there was ever a reason the hatch should spawn when there's still three survivors left or two. They can still work together. Um, and if there's like four gens left, that's on them. It just means somebody wasn't on a gen. But it's also, I mean, you know, there's going to be ruin undying, which can sometimes make it a little difficult. But All right, and now moving on to boon totems. As promised in the anniversary live broadcast, we are introducing some new gameplay around totems. These will add an extra objective around the map much like killer's hex totems, as they are tied to survivor perks. Survivors will be able to bless a totem and change it into a boon totem, and these blessings are designed to offer complete comfort to a survivor team. A small safe haven. Unlike a hex totem, the killer can cr also quickly interact with the cr created boon totem to completely remove the associated blessing. Once again, turning it into a dual totem. They will also be able to hear the boon totem when it's in range. Each survivor can only have one boon totem active at a time. This boon totem will combine the effects of all of their equipped boon perks. This will also add some more strategic de decisions for the survivors to make when it comes to their interactions with totems. Which Rifle said in Discord also confirmed that Noed won't overwrite blessed totems. So if you cleanse four totems and bless the last, killers won't get Noed. Unless they cleanse it before the last gen procs, reverting back to a duel. But if they cleanse the blessed totem after the last gen is completed, it won't turn into Noed and will remain a duel. I am kind of disappointed because Noed is not mentioned anywhere in here. And with skill-based being in the game, I really think they need to look at reworking Noed. And if if skill-based is going to remain in the game, I really think a Noed rework needs to be in order at some point. Which, I don't know, maybe they're thinking that the Boon Totems will do that. I, I don't know. Which, chat, I will be playing the PTB tomorrow. So if you're not following the main channel, you should probably go follow the main channel right now. <laughs> Because, obviously, I'm not going to miss out on this new survivor. I think she's going to be a witch. And I'm really excited about that. So, apparently, it's era, it's an area of effect perk. So, like leader, but around the totem. Okay. So, it won't be like... It's not like the whole map. 
is going to be affected. But if you're in that circle, then yeah, you're going to get a buff. But I had also read that there's going, or not read, but there's boon perks too. Dowsy kind of mentioned boon perks in his video. I don't see anything about boon perks, but we'll probably find out more about that tomorrow. I kind of hope it's healing too. Or like, I don't know, a faster gen buff, especially when you're going against like Ruin, Undying, the Nat. And what's the other one that they like to run? Like the four gen slowdowns. I really hope there's something to maybe revert the uh, slowdown altogether. Because they do get, it gets painful to go against that, especially like seven games in a row, and that's the same build you just keep going out, going against. It drives me absolutely crazy. I mean, yeah, a good survivor team, they know how to counter everything. I need to probably like, I don't know. I've been, I've been thinking about doing like a no comms stream again, or like, I don't know, maybe trying to do some solo queue games at some point. I don't know. Would you guys be interested in that chat? I call it the solo queue experience. <laughs> it's a little bit spookier that way. I, do, I don't mind it. Do we want to talk about the streamer etiquette again? Especially with everything that's been going on right now. In the Twitch universe, um, I recently have turned off my follow alerts. I've also recently turned off like channel point redemptions that involve usernames and i think it's going to be like that for an indefinite amount of time because there's things going on right now that we've unfortunately had to change the way our streams operate and stuff and it's rough it's rough it's not something that i really wanted to do but it's something that I have to do and I feel like a lot of other streamers out there right now you might want to do the same thing just to keep yourself safe to keep your stream safe because I care about you also Siri bot is a really good bot to have for any streamers out there if you do not have Siri bot I highly recommend you get Siri bot for your streams it basically puts your stream in safe mode for you it, it's very nice there was like a topic that we did talk about the last stream and that was why I became a streamer and I kind of was fumbling over my words a little bit but basically there was a lot going on in my life and I just I wanted to try something different like my mom had been sick and I was kind of scared to try and basically leave her side for a little bit so that was like my main reasoning as to why I was just like, I'm going to try this streaming thing. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, oh, well. And here we are pretty much a year and a half later. And I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. Even with all of this stuff that's been going on on this website. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Y'all can keep trying. It's not going to slow me down. You're excited for P Piggy and her add-ons? Why did I not see anything about that in the notes? She wasn't in the uh, thing. Oh, if you pull up, if you pull up on Twitter. Dead, yeah, pull up Dead by Daylight's Twitter and look at them. They uploaded okay. some add-ons. Dead by Daylight. I just put out a tweet. 
with Piggy's reworks. Jigsaw sketch, a disturbing yet brilliant trap design sketched in details on a sheet of paper. Increases available reverse bear traps by one. When survivor gets a reverse bear trap, uh, when a survivor with a reverse bear trap is working on a generator, that generator's aura is revealed to you. Ooh, that's a good one. Torn bookmark. A white and pristine piece of ribbon once attached to a sacred book. Serves that as a symbol of a dispute. Adds one blink charge. This is for nurse. Increases blink charge time by 50%. So that's a nurse add-on. So it sounds like she's going to be able to go back to three blinks. And that's a new iridescent add-on for her too, it looks like. And then we have workshop grease. A modification to the jigsaw box. The lubricated parts make the search a more delicate exercise. Increased ambush attack charge speed by 50%. Decreases ambush attack attack speed. Miss cooldown by 25%. I think I said attack for the first part of that too, but it's fine. You guys know what I meant. Videotape. A recording of a jigsaw explaining the game's rules to Amanda, reminiscing about her past self hardens her determination. Survivors begin the trial with reverse bear traps installed. This is something that should have always be... Or been a thing with her. It makes sense. Like, theoretically, if you're going off of the movie, like, she she puts the bear traps on them, and then they have to try and take them off anyways. That, I just feel like that should have been something base for a pig. So I'm glad that it's finally getting added. And now it looks like we got an add-on for Mikey, too. Vanity Mirror. A standing portable vanity mirror in perfect condition except for a fine layer of dust and face powder covering it. Evil Within 2 reveals sur- survivors' auras when stalking within a 16 meter range. Evil Within cannot progress past tier 2. For each hit score, grant 100% blood points in the brutality category and additional 150% blood points in the deviousness category. So this sounds like it's going to be another meme type of add-on and then we got interlocking razor so lots of reworks for piggy that's that's good a modification to the jigsaw box an addition of interlocking razor blades makes it impossible to move suddenly in the jigsaw's box without slitting one's wrist failing a jigsaw box skill check while injured will infect deep wounds on the survivor oh oh that's that's dirty that's a really good one, especially if your trap's active. Oh god. <laughs> that's insane. That's a, that's good. I think I might have just found my new favorite add-on for her. <laughs> that with like the um uh, tamper timer. Mm-hmm. I think y'all already know where that one's going. The new eerie add-on for pig though, I like it. However, I think it needs to be changed. They need to change up the boxes because the luck is so messed up. I think that the first box you should never get the trap off first try. Or it takes one box for one survivor, two for the next, etc. Yeah. That wouldn't be bad. There is, like, there's some piggies, though, out there that the minute that uh their trap is active, or if they're on the hook and then their trap's active, they just immediately go after that survivor. So... I I do think that's going to be a problem, like even more of a problem, but not every piggy plays that way. 
Yeah, I do a lot of slugging with Piggy, so you're not wrong there, Shaz. She said, that's so stupid, though, because you're wasting your trap that way. I personally like feel like that's playing her wrong. If you see them taking their trap off, sure, smack them down, but don't actively go for them. Yeah, with Piggy, I try to do a lot of slugging. So, yeah, I kind of tunnel just to slug that person, especially if their trap's active. Because normally... It kind of outmind games the other survivors and then they start trying to come take hits for that person. And then I could go after them and just kind of snowball. What do we think the new survivor is going to look like? I've heard that she's going to be ginger and I'm really excited for that. Like if she's got orange hair and a witch hat. Mm, yes, she's going to be iconic. I don't know. I like to hear you guys' theories on the on the new survivor. I don't know about y'all. But I'm kind of ready to play some Dead by Daylight. I know this one was a little bit shorter than the other one. Yes, you're welcome, medic. Anybody, literally, if there is somebody right here that's just now joining and you're a streamer, you need to get SiriBot. Because I want to keep you safe. So please get SiriBot if you do not have SiriBot already. And set it up. Put it in your channel. You're going to need it. I promise. Because they're affecting everybody. They're going after people that have like one viewer. So definitely recommend SiriBot. On that note, I will see you guys on my main channel. Peace out for now. Bye-bye.